What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. It's a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, an affiliate of On3.com. And if you sign up right now, a full-year sub for one dollar, one dollar. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by my bookie and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. What is a lock? A lock is simply put a bet you can't lose. And with my bookie, you can't lose with the NBA lock of the season. When you bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks or the Denver Nuggets this Friday, you win. An NBA game has never gone scoreless, so you know this is a sure bet. Place your bet. They score, you win, it's that easy. Get paid Friday, wake up Saturday, and throw down on UFC 267. This weekend, MyBookie is also giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship fight. So don't wait. Head to MyBookie.ag now and use my promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, and get in on the NBA lock of the season. That's promo code TOC, Talk of Champions, TOC. It's a lock. Get your season started with a win. Thank me later. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire? Well, if so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. Thomas specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Brad, what's going on, man? What's up, dude? Hey, hey, Wednesday nights, I know recording on Wednesday nights, always tough for me, dude. I coach two softball teams, so 
Um, I know, I know I've been filling you in, but man, long, long Wednesday nights, but, um, yeah, we're, we're good to go. I love talking to you on Wednesday nights cause you're usually fired up. <laughs> I know I probably take it a little too serious and anybody that's listening who's seen me coach, they probably know what, what, um, what I'm talking about here. So, um, yeah, probably take it a little too serious. I actually feel like I coached a, a, a legit game and I'm like exhausted after the game, <laughs> after these games. Well, see, I thought when you put your kids through the young park commission stuff that you practice before the season starts. And from that point forward, you just play games. There are no practices in between the games. So what stunned me before we started recording is when you told me that you put your team through a practice, your 10 year old daughter's team through a practice before playing. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, well, typically that is, that is how we do it, but we lost to this team last time. It's the first loss our kids have ever had in OPC. So we practiced the night before and I, um, you know, I just told him, Hey, we got to take this one personal. We got to get a little revenge. And, and we came out with some good intensity tonight and, um, you know, we were able to get the dub. Uh, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> I know you feel a great sense of accomplishment right now. So congratulations. I'm happy for you. I got a lot of questions from Twitter, from the Ole Miss Spirit message board, because we haven't done a traditional mailbag on Talk of Champions in quite some time. I actually can't tell you the last time. It's been a couple of months. So I put it out there. Let's do one. Talk of Champions, mailbag, and boom, 43 questions on Twitter, 19 questions on the Ole Miss Spirit message board. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. But before we jump to it, tell me real quick, just your thoughts now as LSU is creeping closer, just a few days away before kickoff. Just what are your thoughts right now on Ole Miss LSU? Um, you know, I think I think it's still a, a matter of it's one of those things where it feels weird this week because we just don't know where we're going to be at health wise. Um, you know, you, you're hoping that that you know Matt Corral's playing. You 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 got to you know you're hoping some other guys get back healthy, but you just don't know. So typically coming into this game, if we we're fully healthy, I feel really good about it. But right now I'm like on edge a little bit. You know, I'm um, I'm wondering, you know, two things: is LSU how are they going to respond to essentially their coach, you know, being a, a lame duck coach for the rest of the year? And um, how are we going to look injury-wise? You know, are we going to have to end up using another quarterback? So that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. I don't know about you, but that's that's kind of where where I am. What's your score prediction? Um, assuming Ole Miss is healthy, I think we um, I think we beat them by ten, ten to fourteen, somewhere in there. So I'm going to say um, I think our defense is actually going to play much better this week. Um, I think we're going to get after this quarterback a little bit. Um, I'm going to say we're um, thirty-eight, thirty-eight, twenty-four. 38-24. Well, Brad will make his official prediction in the Spirits Picks column that goes up every Friday. It will be me, Chuck, and Brad making our predictions for the game. OMSpirit.com and AffiliativeOn3.com. We've got a lot to cover. Usually we kind of talk a little bit, cover some game angle stuff. We have too many questions to answer, so let's just jump right into the mailbag. Mail time. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. Let's start first on the Ole Miss Spirit message board. Chappie 27 for Brad. When you have questionable calls on the field, maybe feel like you are getting hosed by the refs. Did the players react and respond? Do they actually communicate with the refs? And if so, what are some of the dumbest answers given to you as a former player? Yeah, not really, man. You're kind of advised by the coaches to, to not talk to the refs because you don't want to get a personal foul. But for the most part, you're so into the game, you don't even like realize like the, the call or the the magnitude of the call at the time. 
um, you kind of just on to the next play, honestly. I mean, you you would think, hey, a player would, would hear the call and they would want to you know, get after it. Usually that's like the quarterback and some of the other guys. Um, but for the most part, you don't talk to the ref, and it's it's one of those things where going to the flow of the game, you don't really have enough time to like harp and focus on that one play because the next play is coming up. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's usually how it goes. Tracer round, starting four wide, starting five wide, starting tight end, and will we see 21 personnel? Um, no, I don't think you'll see 21 personnel. That's not a, um, that's not going to be, I don't think that'll be a part of the game plan, but, um, you know, I, I think it's just going to be a, be a matter of who's healthy, you know? I mean, um, heck we don't know. You would think John Rice will play more, but it may be play some quarterback. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, right now we're so up in the air when it comes to, it comes to wide out. I don't, I don't know if we've heard anything on Braylon Sanders yet. Ben, have we heard anything? No, we haven't heard anything, but I would predict that he's going to try to play through it but it's about as up in the air is his status as it can possibly be. Yeah, well, I, I think with, with Pearson, you know, it's unfortunate he had that kind of game last week, but one thing I do know is the sucker was open all game, so that means that that is a positive there. Let's just, um, you know, that environment was tough. It was loud. Maybe he got maybe got a little bit in those headlights and, and got a little bit of stage fright there, but, man, maybe he bounces back this week because he is able to get open. He's quick as, he's quick as um, you know, it gets, so. Um, I'd love to see him bounce back and make a few big catches this week this conference gone because we need it. We need guys to, to step up. We need a guy like him that can get open and to make plays. Rebel 0504, Ben and Brad, with all the buzz around our team being injured, which player could you see having a breakout game to help us win on Saturday? You know, I think I think if 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 we win this game Saturday, I think it will be um it'd be a good day for for a, a total just Snoop Connor dominance day. You know, like I think you line them up, you know, you, you give them the rock. Um, let's get the run game going. You know, honestly, this year the the run game's been so-so. It hasn't been all that great, and, and a lot of it has to do with you know missed assignments and some O-line play, but some of it has to do with the vision of the just the collective effort. Effort it just doesn't look as good in the run game this year. It actually looks really predictable to me on film. I can kind of tell where we're going to run the ball. We're always tight. Um, we don't we don't really run it from a spread out set much. It's kind of kind of looking like a tendency when I'm watching the game. So. Um, you know, all in all, I'd like to see us get a lineup and get get the run game going, and um, you know, get get some guys back rolling in that sense. Didn't really answer Tracer Round's question. Casey Kelly's going to be the starting tight end, the starting four wide. Dontario Drummond, Dennis Jackson, if Braylon Sanders isn't available, probably John Rice Plumley or Jacor Pearson, and then the other one, Jaden Jackson, maybe. Man, you think we see a? Um, you think we see maybe a freshman surprise this week? I don't, and I'll tell you why, because we've got another question about that later, but Braylon Brown and J.J. Henry, they love both of those players, but they're right now kind of just behind. Braylon is healthy. He can play, but the problem with Braylon apparently is he's good against zone coverage, but his release off the line of scrimmage, that's what he's really struggling with, and being able to win one-on-one man-to-man uh, matchups, kind of swimming like you typically see with freshmen. They love both of those players. I think both of those players are going to be really good but I don't think either one of them are ready to step up into a major role. And they might actually get to see some time, but if you're looking for somebody to break out of that wide receiver group that's so banged up, I'm looking more towards Jacor Pearson, who did have the opportunity and let a couple of huge catches slip through his fingers at Tennessee, one of which would have been a touchdown. I'm looking for one of those guys before a true freshman really stepping in and getting run, if you will, at wide receiver. All right, DM Harris 7. Now with the transfer portal and NIL deals, do you think that coaches will be quicker at cutting and running off players who are not producing? I could be wrong, but it just seems like a few years ago, as long as you didn't get in trouble with the law, they would honor your scholarship for four years no matter what. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing as far as recruiting coverage and how you follow recruiting that you need to change your perspective on. Uh, the NIL stuff, 
that's taking over completely. And with the expanded rosters, now there is a numbers crunch due to COVID and coming off of COVID and the hard 85 cap scholarship number is back. So in this offseason, don't be shocked at all. It almost will not be the only program that deals with this. But don't be shocked at all if Ole Miss has a significant amount of attrition. And I'm not just talking about 10 to 15 guys. I'm talking about 20 to 30 guys. Because they have 32 they can sign, and they're going to sign their 32. But now they're at a hard numbers crunch. And I don't think that necessarily you're going to see a huge class in December. Now it's going to be a good class and they're going to sign really good players, but it could be smaller and they're going to really attack the transfer portal because they have to specifically at quarterback. So yes, I think with the advent of the portal and with NIL deals really being a huge selling point right now, that's what everybody is going with and going towards as far as pursuing prospects and trying to get them. Like for example, Barry and Brown, the five-star wide receiver, He's got Alabama, Ole Miss, Kentucky as his main three. And you would think to yourself, oh, he's going to Alabama. Well, not necessarily because the NIL deals that are being worked out with Kentucky or with Ole Miss, whatever, they're significant. So there's a different consideration now for even the most coveted prospects because Barry's a five-star wide receiver. I I do think that looking at rosters moving forward with the advent of the NIL deals and the transfer portal, the way you view recruiting, the way you follow it is going to be completely different. Excess ain't rebellion. In light of the Vaught Hemingway Stadium West Side renovation plans, are you guys aware of any update plans for the east side of Vaught Hemingway Stadium? I'm not. Are you? No. Whenever I so I had lunch with Keith Carter probably about two months ago, and um, and that Denson Hollis was there as well, who's kind of kind of you know trying to run that trap. But it sounded like it was that there was going to be much more than the than the west side um, being renovated. So I know that it sounded like they wanted a, a, a full new you know updated stadium. Powder Blues. Will we see an Arch Manning commitment at halftime after his uncle's number is retired? Talk about firing up the crowd. Man, would that not be the most insane moment in recruiting, Ole Miss recruiting history potentially, outside of Peyton going to Tennessee, but it's different now because everything's online, and Arch's recruitment is absolutely insane. There's updates every single day. I will say this about Arch's recruitment. Wherever he ends up, if he ends up in anywhere that's not named Ole Miss, I fully believe, and this is from talking to a number of sources, because now – I just cover recruiting primarily. So I'm back, baby. Cam Akers retired me in 2016 at 0-3. They said, Ben, we want you doing this. So that's what I'm doing. Back rolling. Check out the big board every single day. Ben's big board on the Ole Miss Spirit on 3.com. The latest in Ole Miss football recruiting. If he chooses Texas, if he chooses Georgia, Clemson, he'll say Ole Miss was number two. Ole Miss will be in his top two or three throughout the entire process. So no matter what you see about Texas leading or this, that, and the other, Olbus is always going to be in there and Olbus will have a shot with Arch Manny. NH Rebel, how bad is Matt Corral injured? Will he start Saturday? Does this change our offensive scheme? He's banged up. He rolled his ankle. But I do think that a lot of what Lane Kiffin has been talking about in regards to how banged up Matt Corral is is more gamesmanship than anything. I think he plays on Saturday. I'd be shocked if he doesn't start. But if he doesn't or if he's limited in some capacity – how it could change their offensive scheme. Both Brad and I agree on this is maybe John Rice Plumley gets some run as a running quarterback. I think you'll see less of Luke Altmyer at quarterback if Matt Crowell's limited anyway than John Rice Plumley. I think John Rice Plumley would be the guy they just kind of utilize in a creative way. It's just a matter of I've heard some some rumblings that he was out there and looked pretty good and, and looked playing. like almost nothing was wrong with him. So yeah, he's playing. Um but who knows, man. I mean, um if he didn't, I, I would feel much more comfortable with John Rice just because there's that running option. Um, you can make the game plan simple for John Rice, put him on the run, make him easy throws, a lot of screens. Heck, they threw it to the flat 20 times the last game, so I think he can make that throw 
Um, you know, there, there's ways to get guys open and, and make a creative game plan to be to beat this team. So um, I'd like some experience in there. If if um, if not, then heck, who knows? Maybe Altmaier goes out there and throws for 350, and he's the next Matt Corral. But hold um, on. that'd be wishful thinking. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that'd be wishful thinking. But um, yeah, I, I think. If I'm the coaches, I mean, they're, they're a lot better than me. They know a lot more than I know. But, um, you know, I, I'm thinking, hey, I'm just a good experienced guy. I'm good enough to make a game plan to make it work with John Rice. MKG Reb, over or under 10 carries for Matt Crowd this weekend in the run game, if under, who picks up the slack from the running backs? Um, I'd like to see Snoop, man. I mean, I'm going to always say it. I know, that, I know it probably won't won't happen. Um, you know, there that our running backs in general did not um, did not you know perform particularly well up in Tennessee. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping Snoop kind of kind of gets in one of those games where he gets hot, makes a few long runs, and kind of gets the hot hand going there. Um, yeah, I, I honestly think if we're going to win this game, we're going to have to have our best running game, you know, of the year. Um, I, I think we're going to have to line up and, and take some pressure off Matt, especially if he has kind of banged up. If Matt does play, I would say over 10 carries, and he's not limited. He's going to be limited in some form or fashion. But if he's playing and he's not coming out and he's not really rotating in any real way with John Rice or whoever. It's going to be more than 10 carries, so over for me. Rebel Rhett, with all the receivers hurt, why not try some of the freshmen? I'm sure they can catch better than Pearson did against the Fighting Mustard Bottles. With Caleb Warren being out, why haven't they put Jalen Cunningham back in there? I think he did a good job in the run game last year because Jalen Cunningham, they've decided, is now a defensive tackle. They're not moving him back in season. But the wide receivers kind of touched on that. Just the word I've gotten is they're behind the other guys. They love those guys, and they think they're going to be superstars in this league. But right now, they don't feel like they offer more than, say, a Ja'Core Pearson. And Ja'Core Pearson did do his job against Tennessee as far as getting open, being where he needed to be. He had one of those days where one mistake compounded with another mistake compounded with another mistake led to an avalanche. So I'm not going to judge Ja'Core Pearson off of one bad day because he has had some pretty productive games so far. So that's why the receivers are just right now. J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown, Brandon Buckhalter, they're just behind other guys. So that's where it is. MS Racing. How many times during the LSU game do the fans chant, we want Arch? If there's one game where we make him feel at home and wanted him here, it's this game. Well, I would think a lot, but I can't really predict that. I'm assuming, because the student section has been really good all year, Brad, I'm assuming that they're going to make sure that Arch knows that, yes, we know you're here. Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. I mean, um, I saw their paint in the end zones, Manning. I know we love Eli and everything, but um, a lot of that has to do with um, <laughs> it's the full it's the full show. I think they're trying to put on this week to to make the Mannings feel special, and um, you know there, there, there's a, there's a lot going on. I know that that a lot of stuff is centered around Arch being here as well. Yancey, Y A N T S Y. I know what you're doing, but Yancey, I know Trucker Reb. He's another subscriber on our board, our new board. That if you sign up for right now, it's a dollar for a year. If you haven't done so, man, please sign up. We're so close to hitting the benchmark that was set in front of us when we signed up with On3. So please sign up for the Ole Miss Spirit. It's a full year for a dollar. A dollar. I'd appreciate you. I know Trucker Reb didn't post this in his rumors from the road because he's trying not to hurt the Rebs, but I have a cousin who knows him, and he said they're installing a package for Tyrell Pegram to give Corral some rest throughout the game. Any truth to that? I don't know. We're not allowed to view practice in season anymore. But I do know that Tyrell Pegram has only traveled for one game, and that was Alabama. He didn't travel for Tennessee. So if they do install a package for him, that would make some sense. But it would also make just as much sense to effectively do that same kind of package with John Rice Plumley, unless you're so short of bodies at wide receiver that you need John Rice to stay where he is. So I don't know if I buy that too much, but I haven't seen it myself, so I can't really speak on it. Reb in PCB. 
What is LSU's injury report? Do you and Brad see a huge offensive line improvement this week due to crowd noise and LSU D-line injuries? Example, improved offensive line versus Arkansas game. I don't know really the injury report for LSU. I haven't looked it up. I should have, but it's been the week from hell, and that's something that just kind of slipped by me. But as far as seeing offensive line improvement, Brad, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think absolutely. My experience, I've played tons and tons of games. Always play better at home. Everybody, every lineman loves being at home. Um, you know, it's just, it's just you could. So, the difference of being home and away. So, imagine when you're at home, you can hear the cadence of your quarterback in your ear. You can look at your guy and you can anticipate your target. Whereas on the road, you can't really hear anything. So you're looking out of your right eye, trying to key the ball, and it's a silent count. So, so you're not, you're not able to really be looking at your defender and, and actually hit your target with anticipation. So you're a half step behind. And sometimes if you're really late, you, you, you get in trouble. So the, the way games are always like a, Hey, do the, do it the best you can. It's, it's like a stalemate game, home games. You can really fire off the ball get after them, kind of hit your targets a lot better and put the pressure on them. It's always been that way. It always will be that way. If you ask any lineman, they will 100% tell you that they are not as good a player on the road as they are at home. Matt Smith, Brad is an offensive lineman. What was your least favorite defensive scheme to face and why? You know, I, I didn't like the teams that, that ran the three down and, and kind of kind of ran a lot of crazy overload blitzes, overload blitzes, meaning, um, you know, they have you know, th- three guys covered up on the, on one side and, and they're just rushing one from the other side, but then they're bringing pressure from that side as well. So uh, they, they, there was kind of a craze in the NFL there for a while where they, where they ran all these overload. It was really a Seattle thing. Um, they ran all these overload blitzes where it was just, it was just hard to key and, and it was kind of, they're kind of in odd spots. Um, odd gaps that to, to kind of hit combinations in the run game and then to kind of, um, you know, to block them all. You kind of didn't know where they were coming from. Usually defenses like that are, um, especially when they line up, lined up with, um, you know, for instance, Seattle always did a five and a nine technique. That's just odd, you know. So so you have guard actually has to kick out to the five. The tackle's got the nine. And just they kind of they kind of make everybody have to have to get, jump out there kind of far. Just stuff like that was always tough for me. RIP Tad Pad. For this recruiting class, how many spots do you think will be used on the transfer portal and what positions will be targeted the most in the portal? I think four to eight sounds about right. Quarterback for sure. Wide receiver. Todd Harris, the Syracuse transfer, is coming in for a visit this weekend for the LSU game. And on the defensive side of the ball, defensive lineman and maybe another linebacker. Maybe a tight end too, but for sure quarterback and wide receiver with Todd Harris coming in this weekend. They really, really want him. Germantown Rebel, it's been rumored that both Spencer Rattler and Anthony Richards might be portal targets for Kiffin. Which one do you think has better odds of landing in Oxford, Anthony Richards? Or is there someone else? I haven't heard someone else definitively. Those two names I've heard the most, obviously. But if I do get wind of other notable or realistic transfer portal targets at quarterback, I'll certainly post it on the big board every single day, on the Ole Miss Spirit, in the recruiting notes, and I'll mention it here on Talk of Champions. But so far, those are the two names, and the one I hear the most is Anthony Richards. Also from Germantown Rebel, does Chance Campbell return next year? I believe he has one more year of eligibility after this year. He does. After the first three games, I would have told you no, because he popped up on the radar of a lot of NFL scouts, including my favorite NFL draft analyst, Dane Brugler, who's a friend of the pod, and he loves Chance Campbell. But these last couple of games, he's been banged up. The production's not really falling off, but you have seen Chance maybe get worn down a little bit. So I think there's a better chance now than there was. It all depends on what his draft grade is. The vibe he gets once he gets his NFL draft evaluation after the season. If you maybe put a guess on it now, I say he probably returns. But there is a real chance that he could go out there and test well or finish off the season with a real great run of production, and then suddenly... Yeah, he's for sure an NFL draft entrant. 
We'll get right back to Bradley Sal in this mailbag edition of Talk of Champions after I tell you briefly about Cheney's Pharmacy and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy, a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the Rebels themselves. Cheney's Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Chaney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at chaneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Chaney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. What's your schedule looking like this fall? Don't answer that. I already know. Ole Miss football Saturdays, right? It's all back, and you're going to be there. But when you're making those trips, why not go in style? In the dream car, truck, or Jeep you've always wanted. Well, the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They're going to get you into your dream car at a price point you can afford, and the process is going to be as seamless as possible. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now. I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. Well, Alan Samuels has been with me the longest. I myself have bought a car from Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, and there's no better car buying experience. Make sure to ask for Byron or Mason and tell them that Talk of Champions sent you so that you can take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Mustang Rebel, what wide receiver not named Drummond or Sanders do you expect to have the biggest impact on our team the rest of the season? Um, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Dennis Jackson used a little more. Um, I think there's things they can do to like they did this week. You know, they got him slant and go, um, got him open. He's he's a fast, explosive guy. I don't know. I don't know what the um, I don't know how he is mentally with plays. I'd have to be around to judge him in that sense. But something that tells me that maybe the reason he doesn't play as much, maybe he's not very detailed in his plays or something. But but his raw talent is there, and I feel like you know if they could teach him you know a select few things and give him give him a little role somewhere in this offense, um, his speed and and um, he's made a couple of good catches throughout the year too, just like good balls and good catches. His speed is, is just too um, too good to ignore, and, and his quickness. So. You know, give him a couple couple chances of the game to go deep and get one, and I, I think you'll see. Um, I think you'll see a good result from him. Rebel two, my friend John B. What happened to the offensive line against Tennessee, Brad? That allowed Tennessee's defensive line to run rough shot over them. Um, I, I think it, it's a, kind of the theme all year. They're just it's just a little bit inconsistent at times. I think there's some missed assignments. Um, you know, and then then I don't want to keep harping on the environment, but you know they they you know just just flat out at times just 
I think they're late on a lot of stuff. I think they, um, you know, flat out got out schemed on, on some things. You know, they, they're Tennessee was was doing a good job of, of of bringing a couple extra guys, some run support there late to to stop the run. But you know, for the most part, man, that the O line has had had their moments where they look good, and they've had their moments where they're really inconsistent. Uh, they've just got to get together and get get more consistent. And I don't know how much that has to do with them having a new O-line coach, a new set of eyes, whatever, but it, the, the consistency just hasn't been there this year. And um, and they, they got decent talent. It's not like they don't have decent talent. So I, I just think they, they need to be a little more consistent. LFG Rebs, how hard do you think we hit recruiting numbers as far as the defensive side of the ball? And also, what position group do you think is at most concern for this recruiting cycle currently? They're going to hit defense hard, specifically the defensive line. And as far as the position groups, I'm going to go groups. It's both lines. Offensive line depth and they're going to lose some starters and also defensive line depth. They need more defensive linemen. But wide receivers are a position they really need to hit on. Quarterback for sure. I think they like where they are in the secondary, but they're always going to take really talented secondary plays. And then linebacker. I mean, you can never have enough linebackers. They love to land Stone Blanton. They absolutely love that kid. So Stone Blanton's a priority target for them. All right, let's go to Twitter. My friend Austin Brown. Hey, Ben. I was listening to that other Ole Miss podcast discuss Arch Manning's recruitment and how important NIL will be. And I started thinking about how important Arch Manning is to Ole Miss and Oxford. Given the economic impact of football for the city of Oxford, wouldn't the best return on investment for them possibly ever be a four-year, $10 million NIL deal with Arch? Well, when I first read that, I was like, no way. The estimated economic impact of football each year is roughly, what, $100 million on Oxford Lafayette County? So what if Arch only positively impacts this by like 10%? That's $40 million. $40 million. And that doesn't even take into account the increase in enrollment and the dollars more students bring the other nine months of the year, the real estate impact and everything that comes with bringing a Manning back to Ole Miss again. So yeah, four years, 10 million feels like a foolproof investment for the city of Oxford. Yes, that needs to be done. Hunter Kinnenberg, will the Braves win the NLCS? Well, right now I'm watching them wrap up game four and they're up six to two at the top of the ninth, but I was absolutely devastated after... Tuesday when they led five to two going in the bottom of the eighth and then blew it and lost six to five. And I felt so defeated as if they'd lost the series. So until they actually advance the world series, I'm going to say no, just because Braves history means torture and pain. Not Joey Freshwater at a true rebel underscore 99. How's your day going much better today than last Wednesday. Sam Mooney. Do you have Braylon Sanders and Jonathan Mingo injury updates? Mingo's not going. Braylon Sanders, as I said, is as up in the air as physically possible. Not Lane Kiffin's burner account at Reb underscore fan underscore 10. Any big D-line targets, either high school or transfer, coming? Visiting this weekend, and you want to go check out the full visit list for the LSU game, you can check it out on the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and affiliateofone3.com. And if you find, sign up for a full year sub right now, it's only a dollar. Always be plugging. Always be closing. Jaheim Otis is a guy they absolutely adore and want to land. Problem with him right now He's been committed to Alabama for a long time. It's Alabama, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. He wants to go to a place where not necessarily a year-to-year national title contender, but winning enough to where you're a threat to win a national title. So Alabama, obviously, but he was in attendance for Alabama, Mississippi State, and Alabama beat Mississippi State 49-9. to So while he has a lot of deep ties with Mississippi State, that certainly dings their chances because they're not playing particularly good football. So the best thing Ole Miss can do for Jaheim Otis is win. And that sounds simple. But that's what really matters to him. That's the priority for him. Win. Keep winning. 
So he'll be in attendance for LSU, a huge visitor list. Go check it out. And he's one of the biggest targets that'll be in town. It's an unofficial visit for Jaheim Otis, not an official, an unofficial visit. So having him in town, he's, he's the first guy that pops to mind because I know Ole Miss just absolutely covets that kid. Hunter Kinnenberg at Hunt Kinnenberg. Top three potato chip flavors, brands if you wish as well, for the both of you. Um, number one is the sweet chili Doritos. Um, number two would be the um, sour cream um, and cheddar baked oh, wow. ruffles, which yes. I love. And then the third one will be um, French onion sun chips. Man, sour cream and cheddar baked are unbelievable. They're by far the best chip on the market. Number two, and it's going to sound like, oh, Ben, good for you. But I'm really trying to do this diet thing right again because I screwed up so many times. I'm digging Smart Pop. And then the third thing, I love jalapeno chips, Zaps jalapeno chips. Kenneth Miller at Kenneth 55040316. That can't be real. What is Yancey doing now? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a week. Evan O at Evan LMNOP. How did Will Wade outlast Coach O? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> uh, sign the right prospects. One enough in a sport that LSU traditionally hasn't been that good. I, the NCAA is toothless. I don't know. Corey Peterson, former Ole Miss wide receiver, been on this pod a couple of times. We got to get him back on. No question. But tell Hernando's finest I said hello. Enjoyed watching him play. So there you go. Corey Peterson says, what's up? Man, we got to tell one Corey Peterson story then. All right, I'm a kid. The uh, was the oldest Mississippi State game when he made that catch. I swore I could see it in my head. We literally tumped, we literally flipped our couch over. Like we we jumped up so hard celebrating. We're big ass people. So, I mean, literally the couch in our living room flips over. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I'll never forget that play. Stuart Patrick's or Corey Peterson on the two point conversion. Um, you know, to to win the game. I'll never forget. I can't remember how young I was in 1997. Again, I was told there would be no math. But there was the Tallahatchie River Fest, I think is what it's called, downtown in New Albany. And I was a kid, and one of my buddies lived downtown. And that was back before every single game was on TV. So we're listening to David Kellum's call of the revenge game against Tommy Tuberville at Auburn when Corey Peterson caught that touchdown pass. And once he did catch that pass, me and my buddies went sprinting down the road, screaming. It was like George and It's a Wonderful Life going, oh, hey! Bedford Falls, your old building alone. That was like us, except we're running down there just screaming bloody murder. Corey Peterson caught it on the catch. It's one of my favorite football memories and moments ever. I just lost my absolute shit for that game. So, Corey, love you, buddy. That play will always be one of my favorite. I actually got the pain of that catch, right? So, that the, the Corey Peterson days, that was like the start of, I mean, I was always a fan. That's when I really vividly remember the good old Ole Miss days where, like, man, we were just. We were happy to go to the Independence Bowl, the Music City Bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we, were feeling, we were feeling good about it. Like it was, you know, it was just the good old days, man. It old mess. The North End Zone was was tiny. So was the South End Zone when I first started going. Um, yeah, so it was, it, it was it was awesome. That was like my first real like following as as guys like that. Um, you know, uh, over the years it was really. He's my cool. favorite player. He's my favorite player. I fully admit it. So Corey, come back on the pod. Hey, old Emporium. Hey, Mr. Potter. That was like me running down the street. So. Okay. I'm done. Sorry. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Do you think the team will wear throwback uniforms from the Manning era this weekend? I'm hoping for that, but I don't count on it. <laughs> that would be a great surprise, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the uniform deal is. I just, I started, I gave up on that a long time ago. I just, um, yeah, I just want us to win ball games. You know, it'd be a good interview for this podcast. Ken Crane, 
the goat Ken Crane. I agree. <laughs> It'd be fun, man. He's got, he's got some stories to tell. Ken, the goat, the uh, uniform and equipment goat. Dave at Gunboat Dave. Brad, what makes Jake Springer such a unique player? Is his skill set something that Tyshin Johnson could one day mold into? Ooh, that's a good question. He's big, long, tall. He reminds me of Eddie Jackson. This is this is what makes Eddie Jackson so special is he's big, tall, and physical, can run. And, you know, that's – he. I'm not going to say he's a, he, he can play like a linebacker, but he's one of those guys that can insert and, and really bring bring the hat. And it, it helps out in the run game big time. But at the flip, on the flip side, he can cover guys too. That's kind of a rare, rare thing. So, um, you know, it showed up quickly, man. In the run support this week, he was huge. And I'm going to tell you right now about Tashim Johnson. Turn on the film. The kid is, for a freshman, he is, as, he is as good as anybody we have on defense. He's all over the place. He makes plays every single game, makes a ton of tackles. I mean, he's quietly having – he's quietly going to be a freshman All-American, I think. Oh, wow. And he, remind, he reminds me of a young Jamarcus Sanford. I love Tashim Johnson. He's a baller. He's, he's a baller. He flies around. He definitely doesn't play like a freshman. Nick Blakely at CFC Nichols. Do you think Ely will come back next year considering he's really struggled this season? Absolutely love the pod, Ben. Oh, man. And I'm happy you landed it on three. Thanks, Nick. I really appreciate it, man. It's been a hard week. So all the overwhelming support and just outpoint of support has been incredibly uplifting. So thank you, man. Do you think Ely comes back next year? Um, yes, I think he Ooh, I think wow. he should come back. I think he should come well, back. Well, should and coming back, predicting he comes back are two totally different things. Yes, he should come back. Yes, 100%. There's but no does he, though? But does he, though? That's the difference. Yeah, I mean, unless unless you're – I mean, he's he's not going in the first – three rounds if he were to leave this year not even close so um he just hasn't had that kind of year and i I don't think he's there yet so i think for for his best benefit it would be he'd benefit himself to come back and have a full healthy year where where he's um you know puts up the kind of numbers that 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 he can put up but yeah i don't um i I don't i don't foresee him leaving and if he did i don't think it would be the 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 decision that's best for him blake brazil at brazil blake thoughts on spencer rattler to ole miss it makes sense. I don't think Ole Miss is going in that direction right now. They're going to continue to be feelers put out there, and they'll vet that idea and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that Spencer Rattler is going to be the quarterback, the quarterback transfer in the portal. As far as well source stuff, yes, they're certainly considering that option. They're going to consider every meaningful option in the portal. But it wouldn't surprise me at all from people I've talked to for Spencer Rattler just to go pro anyway, be a fourth-round pick, fifth-round pick, because he will be. He will be. But if he does come back, Ole Miss will entertain it. But I don't know. Just from everything I'm gathering right now, I just don't buy it so much for a number of reasons, and I'll just leave it at that. Evan O, Evan L-M-N-O-P. Brad, where do you project Sam Williams in the draft considering he stays on his current trend of play? He's been really good. Yeah, so I, th- I think if you look at Sam Williams, where he's going to really help himself is he he has good film. He's played, played great this year. Um, and, and he's doing this out of a three down. That's what's cool. Like, like when you're rushing out of a three down, you – you always have a guard. You know, there's always an extra guy to help with you. So he's getting pressure out of out of a front that he will never play in his life. Now he may play a, a three down with two overhand backers, which is which is something totally different than what we're doing. But he's getting pressure out of this. But but where, where Sam's going to help himself is how well he's going to test. Now I've heard this kid is, is is as fast as the running backs, if not faster than the running backs. So if he goes out there with his athleticism, his size, and runs in that four 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 five range, which I think he. I think he's that fast. I think he can be one of those guys who can sneaky be in the top three rounds, um, just depending on how, how he closes out the season. But, yeah, the production's been there, um, and, and, and there's always pass rushers are just a premium, man. So, 
he can at least step in and be that number three guy for for a team to start. And um, and that that's that number three guy is very important in the NFL. Is it crazy for me to look at him and think to Marcus Lawrence? Um, maybe. I mean, that 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 could be a decent comparison because Demarcus Lawrence was he was solid at at Boise, and when he came into the league, he struggled there for a little while. He wasn't, um, you know, really didn't didn't live up to it. Then all of a sudden, it kind of turned on. But yeah, he's similar to that. I mean, that that, that would be a great comparison. Um, there, there's a couple guys in the league that that kind of strikes mind that that he reminds me of. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista. In light of the golf ball incident last week, what's your favorite type of range ball? Um, I like, I mean, this, this sounds terrible, but I, I like, I like hitting pro V's, but not many ranges have those. So God uh, snob <laughs> couple of the good courses in Arizona that I, that I played at and was a member at, um, that they did have them on there. So, um, I usually like getting the same ball, but you know, range ball is what it is. And you go hit a few and you go, you go hit the course. I'm going to go with Taylor made. <laughs> did, did you just name a brand? And then you, you never really hit a Taylor made ball before probably. No, I hit just range balls that are there. That was more of a joke about some things that have happened recently. People would get it. Uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Jody gotcha. Kitchens at J Kitchens eighteen ten. What happened to Austin Keys? He seemed to be contributing well to the linebackers. Well, unfortunately, he got hurt at Tennessee. Surgery, I think, this week. Injured his knee. He's out now. But yeah, yeah he was torn, contributing. Torn, He's doing good things. Torn patella. So I heard a story. Uh-oh. <clears throat> this is. I'm not gonna put a name on it. So. Uh, a guy that I know that works at the hospital, he was like, like, man, I was freaking out. I saw Matt Crowell walking in the hospital, but he was going to visit Austin Keys. But in his mind, he was like, what's this? What's he doing here? Is he injured? So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how uh, um, I, I heard it was a heard it was a torn patella or something like that or some kind of injury to the knee that um, that, you know, that he's having to get fixed up. Uh, that's sad. Hopefully he'll hopefully recover from it. Real bummer for him because he was playing well. DMAS15 at Maz AN. What position should the staff target in the portal? Quarterback, 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 um, um, quarterback. And I think, and I want to touch on that too because I want to say something earlier on this. We just need to keep hounding on D lineman and O lineman. That's the only way we get to the next level at Ole Miss and get the to the depth on the offensive line. Of, it's bad. Well, it's just, it's all together, man. You look at the, the Arkansas, Auburns, the, the Alabama, they just have big D lineman, O lineman. We got to get there. We are not there as a football team, and that's the one thing that has been holding us back the last couple of years. We just need big, massive bodies that, that can run and play so we can, when we get in the game versus Alabama, we're not getting just absolutely trucked on the D-line. Like, we, we've got to get to that stage, or we'll, we'll always just just be good enough to win that eight games. If we want to get to the next level, it's going to take big, athletic, defense alignment and O-line. We need to keep pounding that, 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 part, of the, that part of the team. Cole Varell at Colossus 11, my buddy Cole, from N.A. Brad, who was one guy where as soon as you locked up with him, you knew this day was going to be a long one. So, so there were, there's two types of rushers in, in the NFL, and, and it's, all, it's all about preference. And you have the Chandler Jones, Alden Smiths, who are very, like, handsy. Like, they literally do karate on you all game, and it's like they're just trying to catch you leaning lean in. And then there's the Everson Griffins and the um, Robert Quinns who are up the field straight line rushers. I like those guys. I, I think those guys, you know where they're going to be, you know what spot they're trying to get to. They're not going to really really fool you with anything. So I always like those guys. But I would say Chandler Jones was um, was one of those, and, and Alden Smith. Those were two games I can remember in my career where whenever I lined up, I was just like, I was like, man, I just the, the hope the ball's out every time quick because. These dudes are just so hard. They're so long, man. They can like, reach out and touch you with their arm, use your body for bridge. 
really pull around. I mean, it's just, there's really hard guys to block. Alden Smith, honestly, is one of the best players I've ever blocked. I think I won a whole game where I barely touched him, and I didn't give up a sack, and I don't know how. <laughs> but um, but it was, I mean, he was he was that good. I mean, every time he rushed, it was, I mean, he was almost there. So um, I, I hate it for him because he should have been a $100 million player. He was that good. But, um, yeah, those guys were always tough. I'd say Alden Smith or Chandler Jones come to mind. Maybe Trent Cole, but that was when I was really young. So he, he got after me one time up in Philadelphia. I thought he was a really hard guy to block. Blake Davis at Ben Garrett's mom. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Quay Davis? You think a Juco player that they handpicked would see some time over true freshman? That's a great question. We need to ask about him. You think potential redshirt? That'd be surprising with a JUCO. And I don't think they're in a position with the numbers crunch to be redshirt in a JUCO. Yeah, you're right. Usually JUCO guys come into play, but when we're all healthy, though, there's no room for a JUCO guy to play. When you got Mingo, you know, Sanders, and, um, you know, Drummond out there, there's really no room for, for anybody else to get there. That's a good question. I need to ask about him. Andy McNulty, at Andy McNulty90, do you have any idea how the freshman class is developing? I know if they could help, they'd be playing, but there was a lot of talk about Henry, Buckhalter, Malone, et cetera, and I'm just curious how they're doing. Already touched on Henry, Brown, Buckhalter. Uh, Tywell Malone, this has more or less been a year of get healthy, get right. He's going to be a monster, man, but he came in with an injury, with a knee injury, so just get back right, and he's going to be an animal. Um, the guys that can help them right now are playing. Tysheem Johnson, Trey Washington, They've been really good. Now, Markevious Brown is what I'm curious about because Markevious was really good in the preseason. Well, what's up with him? Hudson Wolf, they like him. He got banged up too. And then offensive line-wise, still too early to judge any offensive lineman really. So I- I'm just saying I think the freshmen that can play and can help right now are playing and are helping. But just because a kid isn't playing doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything going wrong with them. I think they're progressing the way they need to, specifically with the things that they focused on, like with – Braylon Brown and J.J. Henry getting off the line and their breaks and their releases and stuff like that. And with Tywell Malone, just get healthy. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this on Tywell Malone. I, I, I recently you know, met with a couple of the linemen that I know pretty well on the team. And um, you know, I asked them about um, you know, what's the deal with Tywell Malone. They're like, listen, the kid's going to be really, really good. He does stuff sometimes. You're like, whoa, oh, okay, he's going to be super good. Um, and they just say his attitude's awesome. He has like the perfect attitude, really team first guy, likes to listen um, just one of those players who you're right, trying to get healthy, but like at times does stuff that you're like, oh boy, this this dude's gonna be the real deal. Um, and they, yeah, they said he has an awesome attitude, like a really good team guy, gonna end up being one of the leaders of the team. Oh, I like that. That's gotta get you pumped up, Ole Miss fan. Lee Raglan at Lee Raglan, describe your week, Ben, between Arkansas and Tennessee games in one sentence. A mentally debilitating shit show. Going to get right back to Bradley Sal, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet in this edition of Talk of Champions. After you hear from BNA Bank and other proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. 
Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Ufi Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Ufi Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Ufi Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Ufi Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Ufi Video Lock. Ufi Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Ufi Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Ufi Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Matty Ice for Heisman at Landshark today. What are your top three NFL teams you'd like to see Matt on, which is most likely? I, I think I think something that would be cool for him would be a you know something like the Falcons um, would be a solid pick. Um, I'd really like to see him get with a, with a really good offensive coach. And and I, and I hate to say this because I know he's probably going to be the first quarterback taken off the board, but sometimes that's not always great. Look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, man. He's down there just getting peppered, Joe Burrow. You know, those guys are – the Bengals have gotten better, but, man, that's, a, that's the unfortunate thing about being a top quarterback is you go to a team that they just don't have the dudes. You almost like to see them go in that 15 to, to, to 30 range so you can get on a team that, that just needs a – that's just a quarterback away from being really good, has a bunch of good players, you know, gets with a good offensive coach. But, unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be up beyond the Dolphins or somewhere, somewhere along the lines of that. Caleb Sailors at Real Caleb Sailors. I hope it's said your last name right, bud. Great follower too, man. Really active, prolific follower of at Spirit Ben. I hate my Twitter account name. And getting called out, Spirit Ben, in public is the worst. Aside from Matt Corral, <laughs> who emerges as a big threat offensively from here on out? I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to emerge. I mean, I think you've seen what we got. Um, it just is what it is. It's, it's just a, it's just week-to-week basis. I mean, some, some weeks, Brandon Sanders has gotten hot. Some weeks, Drummond. I mean, most of the time, Drummond's hot, but... I think if you if you put your money on anybody, it's going to be consistently Drummond throughout the year. He's been our most consistent, um, you know, guy wide receiver, and um, just a combination of the backs, man. I mean, you know, we really don't have a number one back. You know, I, I think you know if you if you ask me talent wise, it's Snoop, but um, you know, for the most part, they kind of all do their own thing. They kind of all have their own little, you know, little role, so to speak, and um, you know, they're kind of all equal. So I, I just think that that nobody's really going to emerge. You've seen what we got, and it's just going to be a matter of who can who can get out there and consistently start making some plays. I love this question. Macon McClellan at Macon underscore 62. How do we get more people to show up to the games? I'm guessing just keep winning, and they will eventually show up. Well, they are winning. Where the hell are they? 
Yeah, I think here, here's what you have. Here's the issue you have. So um, there's a couple of things going against you. I think that um, that whole COVID year, I still think there's people that that realized, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm having to save money. Um, maybe, maybe they had a tough year in COVID. Um, it's just easier to watch it at home. Um, you know, it, it, I just I think that that's where people are now. And and we're not the only ones that's dealing with this that, that don't have, you know, full stands. But, um, yeah, I, I think they'll come back around. You know, we're, we're as good as we're going to get at a whole Miss right now, um, you know, barring some something crazy happening. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's just one of those things where, where you lost, um, you know, a couple regular attendees, whether it be financial reasons or COVID reasons or, or our fan base is a little bit older and scared to get COVID, you know, so – um, but it, they'll, they'll come around. I mean, the, the, the more we keep winning, and I think that Ole Miss can do a good job of, of when they do this new stadium to kind of make it a more, you know, maybe condense the size a little bit and, um, you know, put some more luxury seating in there and all that so we can, we can you know, show up with a full environment. I'm not trying to stir shit up here. I promise I'm not. But is it concerning when you start talking about Lane Kiffin's future, how much he's talked about, building an environment like he saw at Tennessee at Alabama. And he's brought that up multiple times now, how Ole Miss needs to have that kind of home field advantage. If you want to, if you're worried right now about Lane Kiffin staying or going, the easiest thing you can do is show up to the games is to create that environment. Now it's easier said than done. I know it's a real time commitment. And if you live far away and all that stuff, it's hard. But if if you really want to impact that in any kind of way, that seems like the most obvious and easy thing to do. But is that concerning that he's been talking about that so much? No, no, that's I can promise you Lane gives two shits about the stands. Who's in the stands? All Lane Kiffin cares about is, you know, can, can I win? Is the administration going to support me? And how much money am I going to make? Period. Like, And Ole Miss has it, shown that it'll step up in every single one of those ways. As, as long as Ole Miss is supporting Lane Kiffin and making him one of the top paid coaches, if he earns it, he he can care less who shows up in the stands. I mean, I, I know he he wants the environment to be great and all that, but you're not making decisions based off of environments. If that was the case, you know, everybody in the NFL would go to the Chiefs. Everybody would go to the Seahawks. Like, it, it's based off of it's based off of money and support. And as long as they support him and let him, you know, have have the program and run the program the way that he feels best, and and they pay him, Lane Kiffin will be the head coach. Nubby at NubSup69, how likely are Campbell and Springer to return next year? Campbell has more of a chance because Springer only has this year. He has no more eligibility remaining. Pretty sure both get an extra year due to COVID. Springer doesn't. He's gone after this year. But Campbell, I think there's a better chance that there was after the first three games. Mac Vaughn at Mac Wheeler, what's the likelihood Lane leaves to LSU? I don't really think it's all that great, to be honest with you. I don't think they get past Jimbo Fisher and Mel Tucker. What's I'm gonna ask this question. What's so special? What's the draw of Jimbo Fisher? I don't know. I don't know. I think that's just an LSU obsession that's been going on forever. I think Mel Tucker makes a ton of sense, and I think he'd be great at LSU. But Jimbo, I don't. I don't know. Listen, Jimbo's at Jimbo's at the richest college in America. If you can't win the Natty there, I, I don't know you're doing it at LSU either. I don't know. I think Mel Tucker would make a lot of sense. Lane Kiffin makes a lot of sense. I just think that he's much further down the pecking order than Ole Miss fans really want to acknowledge because they're terrified of losing him, which I get. He's been awesome. I certainly don't want him to leave. Evan O at Evan LMNOP. I know we will be going after a quarterback in the portal, yes. Who is more likely to come to Oxford, Richardson or Rattler? Richardson. Out of those two, who would you be more excited about? Oh, Rattler. Rattler. Not that I don't think Richardson would be great, but Rattler would be a tough Rattler, one. Rattler, <laughs> can't, Rattler can't run, though. That's what I don't like about him. He can't oh. run. 
You called Snoop before anyone else. You caught a bunch of stuff before anyone else, so I'll take your word for it. Sam Mooney at Sam Mooney Music. Is T. Tisdale healthy? He is. I feel like he played well against Louisville, but I haven't noticed him in the games much since then. He looks like one of our most impressive athletes. He does. But I haven't seen him on the field as much as I would have thought. What's happening there? He's in the doghouse. He did something in a team meeting that really pissed off his coaching staff. He's been in the doghouse. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. If you had to bet on Vandy having winning season in the next 10 years, which way would you lean? <laughs> oh, it's bad. I, I don't know. I don't know. Vandy's bad, bad. 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 Yeah, it's, got, it's, gotten, it's gotten really bad. I mean, I think the best they can do is 6-6. Six and six. That's the best. And that's not a winning season. They go to a bowl, but probably lose it. So six and seven. Uh, Colonel Pleb at Ole Miss P. Leb. Way too early look at next year's roster. Who's coming back? Who are we bringing in? Oh, man. Woo! Ask me in December. There is no way to even remotely try to project that right now. There are so many moving parts. Wish you could. Oh, yeah. But you can't. It's impossible nowadays. Right now, no. No chance. Especially with the NIL stuff and the transfer portal. Jeffrey Yost at Go Yost. Assume we went out. In Alabama and Georgia end up in Atlanta. Georgia wins. Bama has two losses. We only have one. Where are we bowling? Also, I like powder blue, but not the shade Nike has gone to. Who agrees? Oh, you're never going to get an agreement from me about those powder blues. I love those powder blues. But if Ole Miss has one loss and Bama has two losses, Ole Miss is in the playoff. No, this will this will be the one year they let Cincinnati in. They'll they'll do. They they'll just be it'll be one SEC team. I guarantee it. Like I can see it now. But if Alabama had one loss and didn't make it, they're for sure in. But I just, um, it's, it, it, there's no way. You know what you're so, drawing back so, from on that? Alabama getting into the Independence Bowl at six and six when Ole Miss was seven and five. That's what you're going back to. You think Ole Miss yeah, is going to get screwed? They, they, they undoubtedly would. And, um, unless there's, unless there's some other teams in front of them that, that have two losses, um, that, that end up having two losses. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the only thing that could help us there is if Corral keeps playing the way he's playing and he's, uh, he's a sure enough, you know, Heisman favorite, um, which could, help because they'll want, they'll want him on the national stage but um i just i just can see them putting this would be the one year that they let a let a cincinnati in or somebody else chris baker at real underscore bald underscore baker will there be a rule change about faking injury seems we are catching hell from other schools but everyone does it hope if so it's not known as the old miss rule it won't be but yeah i think there's definitely going to be some type of rule change a rule implementation in regards to faking injuries and link Kiffin actually talked about that on Wednesday's SEC teleconference, he was asked about it, and he made a really good point. Um, they brought up this as a potential rule change years ago, and something they talked about was maybe a fine or making a kid sit for a couple of plays. If you do that, that stuff will be quickly resolved, quickly taken out of the game, start affecting pocketbooks and start affecting playing time snaps. That'll be a deterrent to faking injury. So definitely, that's something that's going to be on the table at the SEC meetings in Destin or wherever. Kenneth Collins at RebelFan68. Who is the most overrated and underrated Ole Miss football player in the past 20 years? Oh, God, I don't want to do an overrated. Yeah, I'm not I'm not touching the overrated. Underrated? Brian Bennett? I would say Hilton was kind of underrated here. He was not. Oh, yeah. No, he wasn't. He Everybody was. loved him. If you were to go back to the draft now, He's a he's a top he's a two round pick. Yeah, but not in college though. In college, everybody thought he was a stud. He's not underrated. No, they thought they thought he was a stud so much he went undrafted. Well, that's NFL scouts. Screw him. I'm talking about Ole Miss fans. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't what what he is now compared to what he is. I think. He well, was then Dawson Knox. 
Yeah, you can put that there. Dawson was underrated. No, it, you didn't it, like my he, Brian Bennett pick? He, he was okay. He didn't really. I mean, he was. I wouldn't say he was. Underrated he was for what he contributed. Yeah. Here's one for you. Justin Bell. Mm-mm. He's an okay player. <laughs> I'm going to try to find somebody. Hold on. <laughs> mm, Aaron Morris. He was okay. Oh, here's one. Vince Sanders. Yeah, he was a really good player. He was he was somewhat underrated. Jordan Wilkins. I mean, he was a Jordan Wilkins. A, yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. He was, he was underrated. He ended up being a good solid almost NFL player. But you know, when you're looking at it, when he's here, you're thinking you don't really know. You think he's just a good player on the team. I don't think he was was um, anybody knew that he was going to be that good and play that long. Woody Hamilton. I mean, he's he's had a nice little career in the NFL. I mean, Woody, Tyler Wilson at Tyler Wilson eighty six. You have any reasonable guess on when and if some of our offensive weapons can return? I know Kiffin doesn't discuss injuries; he does not. But stuff gets out. Not really with this staff. Mingo, November. Chase Rogers, November. Braylon, maybe this week. At the latest, next week. Caleb Warren, November. We struggled offensively in the second half at UT. Corral has to have some help. Well, no doubt about that. Colby Joseph Wallace at X-Ray Rebel. Number one, what happens when the Power 5 schools break away and the lower programs like South Alabama or Louisiana Monroe are no longer able to operate athletic programs because they are dependent on money from the big football games? Younger slash unestablished coaches that come from the smaller programs can, number two, win big and move up. If these programs no longer exist, does the Power 5 coach tree turn into a ball of yarn with hiring slash firing slash rehiring, etc.? Well, if that happens, those schools die. Yeah. Or they drop they down did. a level, but they, they die. Capitalism, though. I'm just saying. John Caleb Wilson at John Caleb Wilson. How many players do we lose off of this team? It's going to be a lot. It's going to be heavy attrition with the portal and with NIL stuff. How many receivers from last class will contribute next year? All of them. J.J. Henry. All of them. Brandon Buckhalter. Braylon Brown. Where is Hudson Wolf? Banged up. When will the sit-down crowd in the stands ever start to stand up and cheer? I guess when they make it to heaven. <laughs> yeah no kidding not joey freshwater at a true rebel underscore 99 just curious because i know y'all get a lot of head coach search questions in the next couple of months but if you're the head coach at let's say ole miss and a job like lsu without an ncaa cloud hanging over their heads comes calling would you take it or really consider it i consider anything that pays me money yeah i think it's it's based off situation man where are you at in your life um you know, are you are you enjoying your time here? Are you happy? Are you miserable? I mean, it's, it's when you think of coaching searches, people like to think of of coaches like like they're not people. Like, no, there, there's a lot of stuff that goes in. There's a lot of factors that go into it. You know, just, just, that's why like if there was ever a you know a job in, in um, L.A. or something like that. I mean, Kiffin would probably consider because it's where his family is and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of little things that go into it. I mean, some people love certain places and never want to leave. Some people don't really like it and, you know, that they, they would consider leaving for their own personal, you know, it's, it's whatever makes them happy. You know, they're going to do what's best for them. Doesn't matter the school. They don't look at Ole Miss like we look at it. Um, you know, they're not in love with it. This is a job for them. And if they if they feel like there's something else that would, that would make them a happier, better person, they'll do it. If not, they'll stay. They're mercenaries. Joiner Brian at Joiner Brian 2. We're a little better on defense with a few new players and a new scheme. It's a proven scheme and we seem to be recruiting these type of players, considering that our defense is still below average, should we stay the course or get rid of Dirk and, and reset next season? Um, I think it's up to Kiff and, you know, what, whatever he thinks is, is best. Um, 
you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just totally up to him. I mean, if he wants to keep scoring 50, <laughs> keep having to score 50, then that's that's on him. But I think as we recruit better and and get more people like Chance Campbells and, and you know, the Springers and Stone Blank. You know, get a couple of D linemen in there. I think that, yeah, I, th- I think we'll, I think what well, this scheme could be better, you know, and I, I think I think what Durkin did last week was, was what we've been waiting to see most of the year. And that's, um, you know, really bring some pressure, you know, got to the quarterback five times. That's the way they're going to have to play to have any shot. You can't sit there soft and off um, like we did versus Arkansas and Alabama. Got to take your chances. Got to come after them. They hit plays, they hit plays. I'm telling you, uh, you're going to get there a lot more and you're these quarterbacks and make them make bad throws a lot more than than someone would believe. And I think they kind of saw that last week and that may be a theme moving forward. I firmly believe that DJ Durkin needs one more year, and then you can really judge. Now, having said that, Lane Kiffin's going to make the decision he feels is in the best interest of Ole Miss football. And when he makes that decision is anyone's guess because he fired an offensive line coach in spring practice, after spring practice. So, The only thing that worries me is what we're losing on defense next year. I mean, where are we getting the pass rush from? We're yeah. going to have to hit the portal hard. And uh, it, it 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 sucked to see the the Byron Young guy start for Tennessee, and he actually looked really good. And, and really he, good. He looked really good, and having him and Sam Williams together could have been a huge difference. Um, yeah, I mean, as soon as they saw his name, I was like, dang! I remember that kid was supposed to come here. Nate at Nate underscore Bloomberg selling out the vault has been a big topic for Lane, but I have been told to sit down several times while cheering. Is it rude to tell the people behind you to stand up and not sit down? Makes for a mall environment for the Braves' rival Bill Plaschke. Yes, you turn around and you tell them, if you can't see, stand your ass up. Because they don't have any right to tell you, someone who's bought a ticket too, how to utilize your ticket. How to experience your game day environment. Your Ole Miss game day environment. So you turn around, tell them to screw off. They are not your dad. They are not your mom. They are not your boss. They are nothing to you. They are just a person. And unless they're ready to throw hands, shut the hell up and stand up. I'll say something on that on that um, that note. So I brought our kids to the game, the first game of the year, and they were standing up, you know, kind of doing their cheers or whatever. And somebody was like, hey, will you sit down? I was like, oh, my goodness, this really happens in the games. Like, there is the old Miss sit-down fans. So, you know, I had to make my kids sit down because they, they didn't want to get up and you know, they didn't want to distract people behind them. So, yeah, that's um, that's something that we got to get over at Ole Miss. Turn around next time, Brad, and tell them to piss off. Oh, my gosh. Will Van Langenham at Will Van 92. I have been told to stop cussing while cheering in the vault because children were present. When is the appropriate time to shoot Granny the bird makes for a family-friendly atmosphere that is not helpful to our boys in the field? I would turn around and say, hey, if you think this is the first time your children have ever heard a cuss word, then you're a moron. You're a naive, ignorant moron. A family environment that is not what football is. Do you want to walk the sideline, live out that dream? Person who tells this person not to cuss, go walk the sideline. You know, the stuff you will hear will appall you. This game yeah. is not for the weak of heart. If you don't like cussing, get over it. How does hotty toddy go? Hell yes, damn right. Hotty toddy, gosh, somebody, who the hell are we? Flim flam, bim bam, Ole Miss, by damn. And now you're bitching at somebody for saying an ugly word? For saying a cuss word? Get over it. Last one. Wes at the Real West 2. What do you think about Braylon Brown getting some looks out there? At this point, the red shirt shouldn't matter. They love him. 
He's just behind other guys right now in his development. This has been Talk of Champions, a Talk of Champions mailbag. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Bradley South, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. This podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of on3.com. And right now, if you sign up for a full-year sub, it only costs you a dollar. What do you have to lose? We'll be back for the Blue Delta Jeans postgame show or morning after show, depending on if I have to do all the game coverage by myself on Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. Me and Brad will be back together to recap everything that happened. See you then, buddy. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.